The upcoming Nightmare Junkhead podcast you are about to listen to is a special two-parter where the first portion was recorded in our normal sound studios. We actually had a special guest on that one to review the 2015 documentary The Nightmare. We then transitioned to a second part of the podcast where we recorded live in front of a live audience at the Tapcade in Kansas City, Missouri. So the guest mic on that one is a little hollow sounding, but otherwise it sounds really good. So I hope you enjoy this special edition of the Nightmare Junkhead podcast. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a podcast that always leaves the nightlight on to keep the monsters at bay my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we are looking at the 2015 documentary the nightmare but before we go any further let me remind you we are part of the boom howdy podcast network boom howdy a network that includes such gems as control alt delete Tundiculous and our newest edition, the Forever Bogus Podcast, which we actually just did an episode of, so look for it in the near future. Fun and a bun. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, you can check us out at BoomHowdy.com, or if you're like me and you'd like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Boom Howdy through your iTunes or Stitcher app, and when we download the latest episode, it will go directly into your listening device oral cavity oral cavity yeah, that's oral the cavity. way it works yeah. um but today we actually brought in a special ep- uh we've talked about his uh podcast all the time on this on this um this this show good god i cannot talk right now this is horrible you're nervous it's okay i know you bring that out in me man i, I got the sweats going here i'm sitting on your lap that's probably <laughs> well, why yeah. that's getting the vapors <laughs> you hear that yeah that's wood y'all that's wood he's giving me wood he is the co-host of the control alt delete podcast he wears many hats in the kansas city area he is the one and only adam roberts thanks guys hi how, how i'm are you, man? stoked to be here i'm we're happy are you dude sh- we've been trying to get you on here for a while <laughs> we <man>. actually <laughs> <laughs> i ain't even gonna lie we actually we, we had him on one of our other podcasts we do called nerds of nostalgia and it was a very brief brief interview episode when we were doing uh the panic fest mm-hmm. panic film festival we got you to sit down in between when you were you were just doing a lot that i know day. yeah yeah no i mean you probably don't even remember sitting down with us because i'm sure that <laughs> was, was like all we were blur. recording something but you guys were just asking a lot of questions <laughs> yeah, that day <laughs> like, you guys are really nosy over here what's going on man um but before we go any further let me let, have give you a chance to kind of pimp your wares um social media where can our listeners find you out on the interwebs uh, just can just boomhowdy.com just the control <laughs> delete podcast uh, keeping could, it simple you can find it all there uh, I think it's at control alt delete d-e-l uh, is our Twitter <laughs> I, I, I haven't tweeted on that in a minute I think Eric does some things does so. he every now and again I don't know if he has a phone though that does that sort of thing so oh god is he is he still yeah. rocking like the flip phone or the he's got, Zach a, no, Morris? He's got a sidekick oh. slider phone uh-huh. yeah. oh with it he's speed texter he's great at it um <laughs> i text like an 80 year old woman i was gonna I'm say like, is he a 14 year old girl what is that that's like hunting peck on the keys man looks ridiculous hey at least you're not walking talking to your phone like yes we will be there in five minutes period see you then question mark and you just shake your head like you assholes. That does bother me, <laughs> yeah. and I don't. Okay, I'm glad Put I'm the not Bluetooth alone. Back in, yeah. you took uh, out. I know you did. I know you had that. Those mm. people absolutely had that. It's, but that's even worse, the Bluetooth, because you think people are talking to you. I mean, that's happened before. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on, man? I'm like, what's up, dude? Eye contact is a lost art form anymore. Mm. You know, just the way everyone communicates 
through their phone. That's the only way they communicate. You lose your phone, you lose your life. I hate that. That bothers me. Yeah. I remember the days when phones were phones. Phones used to be attached to walls. You know, you used to, you know, God forbid you had an old rotary phone. <laughs> Those were wonderful days, except for when you had someone that had like a lot of nines. <laughs> Martha, know, connect me to Klondike 5, 3, 3, 4, 2. <laughs> no, it's just connect me to 2, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two people. <laughs> this is number 5 calling 2. No, what you get, number, Mr. D? Yeah. Sorry, you got the wrong number. I'm seven, man. We do this all the time. Crank what it I really, up and shit. I really want to see a movie, um, and I'm pissed that no horror film has done this, where you know they're being haunted or something, and someone just whips out their phone, Googles it, and it's like, oh, it's uh, Sean Dyson's ghost. <laughs> it turns out he knows his body was never found, but he died in the house, probably. Right. If we've He's got, probably in the basement. Let's just go unbury him. Right. Yeah. If we've got three ounces of basil, we'll sprinkle it over him. He'll be fine. It'll yeah. go away. Yeah, Ten he, minutes later, the movie's done. According to Necronomicon.com, <laughs> Yeah. If we put basil all over, probably stop playing that record ba- backwards. Yeah, don't, don't play it backwards. Yeah. We're fine. That's do not you know, do that. Have they actually incorporated that? Did any of you see um, Unfriended? Yeah. Did, what do you think of it? Number one, I heard it was actually it was better good, than actually. it because the, the trailer makes it look like just some teen in between horror watered down film. And I heard it's not really like a traditional horror film. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Um, remember that movie Cry Wolf? Oh. It was like an MTV movie yeah. a couple years oh, yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. kind of reminds me of like that kind of film. Like it's a, a really well, it's actually a really well built thriller that uses technology fairly. Is smart. it like a supernatural monster, or um, is it like yeah? A, it's more like supernatural. It kind of feels kind TV like show ish, but it's uh, it's well done. Like yeah. I, I didn't know what to think. Is like huh. this movie uses a lot of. Facebook and that yes, and that's the thing. It's really catered towards the new teen audience. Uh, but I think the dim- I don't know if they liked it because it's kind of oh slow. really it's all talking. Oh, so it's a slow slow burn. No cameras move. It's all people's like sitting in front so of their laptops. Static. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's basically my weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just less touching right. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot less if it's a PG thirteen movie. <laughs> uh, if you get them on camera, though, forget about it, man. You can't keep that thing in there. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we gathered here because we do. We are going to be talking about um, this horror documentary that came out in a little segment we call "What's New," where we take a look at a brand new film that's out in the theaters, and you should be seeking it out. And uh, this is a horror documentary directed by Rodney Asher, uh, who's. Uh, Previous films include Room 237, which is a really good documentary kind of detailing. Is that the one about Jack A. Harris? Yeah, Jack A. Mm. Mary. (laughs) Uh, But it basically details kind of the fandom behind The Shining. Um, And this one actually takes a a similar approach, but it's basically the story of eight people that are suffering from sleep paralysis and all the hallucinations and the terrors that come from it. Um, I'm kind of curious. Genius. Uh, Adam, what do you guys think of this one? Gus goes first. Um, so, so I heard about this a long, long, long time ago. I mean, I feel like about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, I was really interested in it just because I myself had sleep paralysis and night terrors for a really long time growing up. Um, and I, I was excited. This director recreates things and envisions things like a theatrical narrative, not like a documentary. So he puts a lot of work in, in his lighting, his camera work. And I was, I mean, when images started coming out, I was like, well, this is going to be the most terrifying thing I've ever seen because this is my, what my life was and no one believed me. And, uh, and it's interesting how he directed the film because it almost feels like he did it as a conspiracy film kind of. Um, and that was really interesting to me. Um, it, it just feels, uh, 
feels almost like a 70s like paranoid thriller in the sense that like nobody else besides this you know handful of people knows and is experiencing what's going on which mm-hmm. is truly terrifying and these the possibility of otherworldly beings or um you know beings in our world that are interacting with, with only a few people and kind of you know whether it's aliens or like ghosts or whatever i like that it like kind of shows them in all different lights yeah um it's just terrifying. Like for me, it was more like what mo- I think most of the people explained, which was like the, you know, the guys wearing a hat and just mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. watching you from the doorway. Um, that's, I mean, that's what I experienced for a long time. Mine was a little bit more, um, maybe cause I was young. I don't know. Like it was a little bit more intense where I would actually get up and move around and mine were more not night terrors, which is a little bit different. Like my eyes were open and stuff. So yeah. it was a little bit more, bizarre but it was i mean the film itself i think really hit what those that terror is is just like you're laying in bed and either you can't move or if you do move what are you gonna do where are you gonna go these things you know they're fault the, the idea that they're trapping you and following you they is own horrifying. you yeah. um yeah. And, I, and i think they just nailed it like the, the feeling i mean watching it i was like why the hell am I watching this at one o'clock Dude. in the morning? Oh, good lord, That's man! That's why I started you... it, and I was like, oh, it shit, took me two dude. days. To... <laughs> so I had a screener when I watched it. I, I watched it over two nights, and I was just like, <sighs> what am I doing to myself? This is horrifying. When it like, I mean, it starts off, and it's it doesn't fuck around. It goes right away. It really yeah. does. Yeah, to yeah. Night Terrorville. And this it, is not a slow burn. No. This is something that really straight just... from the gate. Yeah. And yeah, I like they... that they didn't uh, bring in like, here's a sleep specialist. It was all about like from the perspective. And that's kind of why why I, I guess I mean it felt like a conspiracy film. You never have like a specialist mm-hmm. explaining why these exactly. people exactly. It's just like this is what these people are experiencing, and sure, probably science can explain it, but maybe not. Like yeah, no, w- this could be real. I mean, yeah. it's weird that all over the world, everyone's experiencing these same it, things from different years, different time frames, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, and that's yeah, why I like that he showed the collective consciousness of everyone. Just that's the stuff we pull from. Yeah, there, that's frightening. Actually, um, the very fact that they don't bring any experts, there's no one there to debunk it, and there's no answers given. No, not it's at all. It's all up to the. It actually raises more questions. Yes, it which does. Is, like really cool. And the way they actually shoot all, even just the, the the interview segments, I think it's just really all the individuals. Some of them are shot from afar. You've got that one guy that's just sitting in a chair in another room, mm-hmm. and they're talking to him, and that's the view is just. And so there's just that separation, which is initially creepy. Mm-hmm. But man, when they make those recreations, God, that was and then they use the people. Most I think all of them had the people who were explaining their stories, and they mm-hmm. recreated them. Like just that's to live out their that own person's fucking life. fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that was cathartic for them, or if that just like traumatized them even more. Because that stuff was just truly, truly terrifying. I don't know, but you could see the fear in their eyes. I'm sure that they were like fucking petrified. Like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't like, know why I'm doing I'm, this. I'm awake. Oh shit! You know, it's like if their like shit wasn't bad enough to have like shadow men coming at them. Next thing you know, or like you want. Giant bug of the month club. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> well, the minute Ooh. they introduced the idea that those shadow people that that haunt them, that stalk them, could be aliens, because at one point one of the guys' descriptions is basically of the little, the little, uh, the grays, you and that's know. the baby one, right? Yes, like from his toddler. Yeah, that was. And when they brought in the aliens, like. Who expected that? Because if, if, and if then, anyone was raised on like communion or fire in the sky, fourth kind, yeah, yeah. that fire never, in the sky, man, oh. that, that movie's fucked, dude. That's that never fucked. leads to anything good. <laughs> and the very fact that there's a, at one point they were, he was talking about how he was a little baby, and he remembers specifically one of those beings had these long fingers and would tickle him in his crib. 
and like laugh, like yes. menacingly laugh. That's so horrible. That just really, really bothered me on just a primal level. Was it Adonis mm-hmm. that like during it said "fuck this" we and like of, walked out? We of had the one movie. of our friends that like had such a visceral reaction to what was going on screen was like, "No, nah, I'm out," and just walked. Came back eventually, wow. but had to take a second to like compose himself because yeah. of what you saw on the screen. And I guess I, you, so Adam, you said you've suffered from the paralysis. Mm-hmm. I have also. I've had issues where I'm awake, but I'm not. Eyes are my my thing is my eyes are closed, but I'm awake. I'm conscious of the fact that I'm awake, but I can't move and I can't talk. And the very fact that I'm conscious of the fact that I'm awake, I can't move and I can't talk. I start imagining what could happen to me. You know, is someone going to be standing over me? Um, my thing is it's Michael Myers constantly. He's just watching from me. He's watching me down the hallway, not doing anything, just watching me. And it just takes, I'm I'm just like going, okay, just say, say, Amy, wake, wake your wife up. Just do something. I can't do it. And it's horrible. (laughs) And just seeing that on screen was unsettling. So I don't know. Uh, one of my like most, I mean, this is something I can never shake is, um, when I would have, so I had these tears for maybe. So my, I'll just explain mine real quick. Mine were a little bit different in the sense that usually I was able to actually move. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys, I think they, they were not frozen. They just didn't want to get out of bed. Right. Um, and I didn't want to get out of bed. But what was weird, um, and it's more in the night terror spectrum, but this movie was, was definitely a night terror film. Um, what was weird is that my eyes would be open. So my mom would tell me or my brother would say like, like think I was awake and they would be talking to me. What was weird is that my mind would not see them. So like, if they were, my brother was in the same room as me, I would not see him, but I would have this constant fear that this, it was always like a demon, like a black figure demon that was after me for some reason. I remember one time, um, I woke up and I couldn't open my eyes, couldn't open my eyes. Like they were like, I could kind of, but it felt like there was like glue on my eyes. Right. Someone had Uh sealed it shut. Yeah. And I I was like, in the time I lived in the, in my basement. So I was like trying to find my way up the stairs to the bathroom to wash my eyes. (laughs) And like, in the meantime, like I had this, I felt this thing coming or after me and I was like screaming. No one, no one was answering my house. Oh, I was like, rubbing my eyes That's and like, terrible. I felt like they were bang, like, trying to get into the bathroom door until I could finally get my eyes open just in time for it to be safe, you know? And, uh, I mean, they'd like, my parents would put like baby locks on all the doors and like, cause I, I would leave the house. I would break out of my house if I could. Was it, oh, was wow. it, was it uh, sleepwalking or was it just, no, I mean, like, it was all like straight and like night terror. Like I, like I said, like I was wide awake. Like my, that's some Freddy Krueger shit yeah. right yeah, when, there, <laughs> man. When my parents would actually, or whoever would get me awake, it was like, um, like I would just wake out of it. Um, just petrified and like not wanting to go back to my, my room or the downstairs level. It was all in this downstairs level, which is kind of bizarre because my brother had like not night terrors, but experiences in the same downstairs area in the same house until we moved. Hmm. And neither of us, it stopped when we moved and he, neither of us have had like any like real paranormal experiences. Dude, it's the house, that's, man. Yeah, that's oh the my house. God. Man, that's yeah. something that that's, Ooh. it was intense, but God, uh, damn, that's creepy as shit. That yeah. is creepy. Actually, <laughs> I think I'm just like, okay, we're going to call it quits now so I can go and like take a cold shower because i'm just like <laughs> so when they're like okay we're gonna move we're like fuck yeah well, yeah it was getting like intense like so my brother i moved out of that room into a different room and mine kind of started to settle down i'd still have him but it was like it was at a distance almost and he was in the basement now and then he tells tells a story and this was like two days in a row one day we all woke up in the house to him and his friends sleep they were sleeping over just both of them screaming and uh and, and justin like and i came downstairs as closest i flipped the light on and he was like petrified in his bed and his friend was on the ground and his friend was like crying saying he something just pulled him off the the couch 
fuck? And then like a, a day or two later, um, my brother decided to, as like a 17-year-old kid, use a Ouija board to try to interact with it. And ended up the Ouija- that's bad medicine, man. <laughs> the Ouija board ended up catching on fire and burning and giving oh, him second degree burns on his hands. No, it didn't. Yeah, like out of nowhere, on, like spontaneous on fire. I, I, just, I don't. I'm sure like they were just spitting alcohol and fire everywhere. But <laughs> I'm sure that's really what it was. <laughs> it wasn't but so much spontaneous. Just kind of like oops. no. I think they were using like candles and like darkening it, and then like <clears throat> something happened and it caught on fire. The ambiance took over. Both, that, yeah. That's not a fucking omen right there. Yeah. that's like. And that yeah. was the last time I think anything happened really big. But like we were out, we were out there pretty shortly after that. But that's horrible. Yeah. Jeez, so like me. I mean, my night terrors were about a year or so, a year and a half. And then this film is just like, I had one in a buddy's house. This was the most terrifying thing. So I, I never had them anywhere else. Uh, and one of the first places I stayed over, I was like in fifth grade, maybe. I stayed over at my buddy's house and uh, and he had bunk beds. And I stayed in the bottom, he stayed on the top. And I got up and had a night terror in his house. like, But it was different. It wasn't like one thing coming after me. It was like a lot of things. And I was running through their house screaming. <laughs> and their mom They're... like gra- i remember like waking up to their mom like holding me like are you like freaking out like trying to calm me down and stuff and like everybody his sister and him in the hall like just all the- looking out going what the fuck i never stayed at somebody's here? house for like three years i was like <laughs> dude everyone's house is more fucked than mine i can't go if, uh, if, if the all-star gallery comes after you <laughs> when that happens my god yeah huh? so, and that was like the i think that might have been the last one at somebody else's house that was it like a peak deal. So I have to ask then after seeing it the first time or through, you know, two attempts, basically did mm-hmm. that trigger you at yeah, all? Did it come back? Uh, no, not really. But I've had, um, so I, I moved into, uh, I think it was only my house at like two months. I just moved into my new house and then bought a house and, and, uh, and everything was fine, but it did bring back like a, a late night paranoia kind of like before <laughs> going to bed. Like I have like something in the house type, type of feeling, mm-hmm. uh, more than I did prior to watching this. And, and it's not like stayed with me, but it's definitely maybe I've been staying up a lot later. Uh, mm. but I haven't had like an actual night or anything, but it was just, I mean that, that movie just nailed it. And it was just terrifying watching these people like, and say basically what happened to me and describe the same figures. I mean, like, how often fuck. were you seeing yourself up there going, yeah, I, I get you, man. Well, I know as soon it's... as that figure stepped in the doorway, I was just standing in the door with like just a silhouette with a hat on. It was just like, it's, that's it. I'm shadow man here. We're fucked. <laughs> it's just not going to sleep for days. And... Hey, well, that I mean, that just really tells you how effective this film is. And it's just in terms of, you know, when you think of a documentary, I don't know if you would necessarily think of something like this that would l- truly terrify you this way. You know, you could yeah. watch um, An Inconvenient Truth. And it's like, oh, that's kind of scary in terms of, you know, climate change, global warming, what have mm-hmm. you. But something like this, especially when it hits you on that personal level and just the way it's shot, the way it's framed. Well, like, for example, like, for, there's a lot of horror documentaries out there like Cropsey and like, mm-hmm. other things like mm-hmm. that. And that's creepy and stuff. And I haven't experienced any night terrors because, like I said before, there's too many chemicals and residue in my brain <laughs> candy coatings where i just crash but it definitely creeped me out i mean i think that was probably one of the scariest documentaries i've ever seen and i felt genuinely dread and i can't even imagine yeah people who live that and can see their actual fears let alone the people who had to like fucking recreate their fears i can't even imagine that shit i have but, to imagine did that i wonder if that really messed them up anymore i think it had to have been cathartic would. i mean That's, i think it's kind of like you know the the fear therapy where mm-hmm. you have to face the, your fear type thing right? and i love how they did mention the fact that the fear seems to actually strengthen 
the issue, the nightmare itself, yeah. which is, you know, what Wes Craven pulled directly from in Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street, that yeah. your your fear strengthens Freddy. And it's only yeah. by the time that you can, you know, not give him that fear and just take a you know, take take your strength take power back, back. Yeah. yeah. Then that you they go away. So I thought, huh. oh, yeah. yeah. That was Oh God! And they actually they actually uh, reference Nightmare on Elm Street because mm-hmm. they talk about how Wes Craven pulled uh, from those the Filipino dude. Yes, yeah. the ones the kids that were killing themselves because they were just haunted in their dreams. But technically, these aren't dreams. You know, you're you're technically you're awake, but you're just in another sense it's, of it's it's a strange feeling. Like uh, I, I I don't even know how they would. Ex- I'd be interested to see another mo- version of the movie though that does bring in the experts to see what they say because I've read. You know, at the time, I was just like, the internet was just like coming like mm-hmm. to fruition. And so there wasn't as much information, but I remember going and Googling basically shadow people. And then when I found a, a ton of things on these Angel Fire websites. Oh, man. Yeah, you I, are. I was just like those those little, you know, like under construction little icons which yeah. freaked me out. They were all on GeoCities <laughs> or something all like that. And I was just like, fuck, everybody is experiencing this around the world. Um I'm going to die. Well, like, okay. it's kind of so, what I thought. Like that, I was so like, I'm going to die. It wasn't comforting at all to know that, you know, that no, it's it was a, like, everyone's going to die. Like, <laughs> we're all fucked at this point. Kind of. <laughs> it, it was not a good feeling really when, when it was just like, Oh, it's just your imagination, just your imagination. Well, why is my imagination the same as all these other people? It's like a reverse rapture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. Well, it, again, it speaks to the, the, just this primal instinct that we have of fear and mm-hmm. we're, we're afraid of what we don't know. We're afraid of the dark because it is part of the unknown. And that's where a lot of it stems from, it looks like, because they're, they're all shadow people. That's the p- figures in the dark. They don't have distinct features for the most yeah, part. Really it's just all. what we, yeah, it's just the mm-hmm. dark is what we fear. And he beat, he really, really um, just nails that, yeah. I think, for the most part, because it was creepy. You don't necessarily suffer from that, but it still but affected it's, you. I was like, fuck. Uh, it, like I said, it asked, it brought up more questions than it gave answers to, which what I thought it was really good. And I like that. I like that. It kind of goes against the nature of a documentary because, you know, with some documentaries, they're out there to persuade you on a certain fact. Right. You know, they're trying to do some manipulation. This one was just purely almost informative like not even here, informative like here it, it, is. Just, it was basically this, like yeah. let's implant this idea in your head and then you deal with that exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sense of it what you will or just let it terrify you um yeah i i i was really surprised by this because it, it had it had a lot of hype behind it well you, you know? say the mo- most terrifying documentary ever made and it's like what does that mean Ex- yeah, right because yeah, like, like king of kong wasn't scary king- you know? <laughs> 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 and it's hard to say like because I, I i'm surprised there wasn't more backlash from just like uh, you know, internet talk back like, mm-hmm. oh, it's the scariest documentary ever. What is that? You know, like no, it's surprising. Okay, no, it should just say this. I think this year it's the scariest movie that's been out. Like it's I, just, I would the definitely dread the the yeah. music, the scimitar, everything is just constructed like the most masterful piece of film and like seen the this year. Jump scares were never telegraphed. No. You know, because like in like Hollywood horror movies, the jump scares are always telegraphed. Like, oh, there's going to be some shit going. Oh no, something's going to jump out at me. But when they did in this movie, and it you was didn't very, know. and it was minimal. Yeah, only yeah. enough to like say, oh, holy shit! Yeah, just. Are you talking about the spider? That there one, was the no, spider. No, the, 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 the red cloak got me hard. Oh, yeah. yes. The red cloak got me so hard. And then what else? What also freaked me the fuck out was the cat. Oh yeah! Oh, the cat that was an that interesting. Little, that segment 
fucked my world up. We didn't let our cats on the bed since, actually. You know, they sleep in the other room right now. That was that was that was fucked. And yeah. that was the first time I remember actually ever seeing anything like that was through Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Mm-hmm. The whole with the goblin. Yeah, the whole yeah. concept that cats steal your your breath, your mm-hmm. life force, or what have you. So the fact that that actually manifests itself in those tears. Hmm. Yeah, and even like in uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah. cats just cats being from, yeah. harbingers of evil, the cat basically. Takes your breath, they leave away from old people and babies. The blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah, we recently had a chance to review uh, Night uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Man, Always I've good. almost been so close so many times because it's on Netflix. I think right now. That's I was just like, what I was we did. Like, yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> it's gonna happen one night. Like I just watched Running Man because it's just gonna happen. You're gonna go by and <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, fuck it. I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting for me, um, the nightmare, and I, I hope it was successful enough to encourage other people to make. It felt like all the years I spent listening to Art Bell and Coast to Coast Radio oh, and stuff. Shit. Art it felt Bell. like it felt like callers calling in and describing right and the re- reenactments of those. It was like just unsolved mysteries on just like acid yeah on a different kind of level made by Mm -hmm. a fantastic director and i just want to i want to see hbo or somebody goes the series was this like this idea of people different fears and recreating them and it it just felt like this would be an awesome series yeah and honestly this is something you i I would like to see him follow up with just in terms of how has this affected the people you know is it is it still are they still being terrorized i I hope that would be on the dvd yeah exactly i was gonna say maybe like since the the film yeah Mm -hmm. well rodney if you're out there make that a part of the special features because i I was really hoping at the end like Morgan, blah 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 right, blah blah follow up, blah, if blah, you blah, will. Blah, 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 you know, all of them were eaten. Yeah, exactly. I just want. <laughs> I I no. was hoping. I I was hoping that I didn't see like one of the people's names in like 2015. Right, and in I'm like, memory, oh memory. fuck, yeah, oh yeah, no, man. That, that would have taken. <laughs> that would have like fucked. That would have really up, made it Died way too real. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Everyone shits themselves. Or the, the one that was terrified by aliens, and he was never seen again, you know? And you're like, fuck well, that Well, it's funny. Shit. There's so there's little bits of levity throughout the film, though, where it just you need that laughter release. There's that bit where... STDs. The, well, yeah, the STDs. Yeah. But there's that bit where the guys, uh, one of the, the shadow figures is basically saying... You shouldn't have masturbated on your mother's sheets, and the guy's like, "Well, I hadn't even masturbated that night." So you know, yeah. like, you know, it's like, God, is your shadow figure a bully or something? You know, is it it's like, why are you jerking off? That's why, baby Jesus. Why cries. are you judging me? You're watching. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I needed you to continue. I wasn't finished myself. <laughs> Don't clean up. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> But it was, but I, I, I needed that laughter though because I need, I, you were just, just get out of the dread for right. that you need that break. And it was a good balance, actually. And I think that goes to the, the credit of the director, Rodney Asher, and just how he's crafted such a cool story. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the, the only complaint I've seen people online say is it's too long. And there's not enough of the the counterpoints, if you will. But I don't think I never saw the the, the length as an issue. I thought the pacing it's not, was it's good, only like a 98 minute movie. Exactly. Right. No, I and it another, feels long because it's fucking. You're soaking because you're dread terrified. for 98 the whole minutes. time. It, like the yeah. opening scene, you're in a, a night terror. <laughs> yes, and it's 98 minutes. Oh, of they don't waste dread. any time at all. No, the opening like from the opening. Beautiful. Okay, so I, I've had a couple. I'm just curious about your guys' opinion. Yeah, the scenes where they show the film crew. What are your thoughts on that? Why? Why? What do you think? In terms of the director, transitions yeah. and stuff, what, what do you think he? Why? What's his purpose? Levity. In that? Yeah. The whole just, just like break. Like, look, this is we're just we're we're making a movie. You know, it's like be I cool. actually liked. Uh, there was one where one of the shadow figures went from run one room to the another. He just like yeah. I actually liked that because it almost kind of had a uh, play feel. 
which I really liked, but it also just, it was just, it was for me, it was like, no, this is just a, again, the universal thing. It's your home. It's their home. It's everywhere. It doesn't yeah. matter where you are. It's going to get you. And it's, it was, it was good, but it also kind of unsettled me a little as well. So I don't, I like that fact. I like the inclusion of it because again, to me, it means this is something that's just not these particular people. Right. I guarantee you. even one of the, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was basically his girlfriend got pissed at him because when he told her about it, she started experiencing it as well. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's just like that, that transference, if you will, that, you know, once it goes to me, it's going to go to you only if though you're aware of it, mm-hmm. as long as we're not aware of it, we're good. We're safe. Now we're all aware of it. Yeah, we're all kind of fucked, actually. So, you know, if this actually gets, you know, super worldwide release and then, you know, makes a splash on DVD, a lot of us are in trouble on that. I I think this is going to be something that, I mean, unfortunately, it's it's this time of our lives where once this hits Netflix, they're going to just see so many people be like, fuck this movie. It's horrifying. (laughs) I I bet it's a movie that people will quit watching because it's it's fucking, a lot of people watch Netflix at night, you know, going to bed and stuff. And that's Man. what I mean. I tried to do that, and I couldn't imagine just being like, "I'll oh, watch this movie about nightmares." <laughs> Fuck! It's because it's like it's not anything you think it is. It's like, oh, it's a movie about sleep paralysis or nightmares. It's like, sure, what, sure how, it how is. bad can that be? But it's, like I said, it would probably hit the people who suffer from it a lot more than it hit someone who didn't. Like, for example, you guys were are talking a lot crazy, and I'm like, it was fucking scary. But I mean, at the same time, it probably hit a little bit harder to you guys than it hit to me. Well, they're just the actual. But it's still yeah. creepy as shit. That, ju- that just tells you the strength of the film, the fact yeah. that you don't have any context for it or background, but it was still scary, yeah. genuinely scary yeah. for you. And I don't know, as someone that see, I've never suffered the the hallucinations though. I just mm. had the sleep paralysis, and then it's of course just my own psyche that's you know indoctrinating like Michael Myers into it. But so I'm afraid now that my next bout of sleep paralysis, the the figures in black are right. going to be greeting me now, now that I'm aware of Do you it. still have sleep paralysis? Every now and again, I do. Yeah. Well, see, what freak, one of the things that freaked me out, I mean, what I've always been afraid of is like being in a coma mm-hmm. where I'm still. What if you are right now? I know, right? Oh, God. And this is all like. I'm sweating too much to be in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, some guys, some shadow figures is jerking off on you. That's what that is. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sploosh. Keep them Keep moist. <laughs> moist. Let that word linger. Moist. But no, like, for example, if I ever got like in a bad car wreck and I'm just or like in those Twilight Zone episodes sure. where or like um, you can feel and say and but do you everything, but you can't only. Yeah, that. Did, did you guys a, ever see uh, the West Craven presents? They I missed that one. That was, was like that late 90s, like right. 99, 2000. That particular it's, period of Craven. Oh. It's a it's the only movie I've really ever seen about night terrors. Oh, it is about night terrors. Yeah. But it, I mean, it goes further into of course. nightmares and stuff. But it's it's definitely like night terrors. Is that the one where she? There's a scene where she's in the laundry room and there's all these creatures, like white creatures, coming um, out of the laundry and like snatch her up or something. I don't think they're. They might look because they might be bad CGI. Because I, I think they're supposed to be all black, but I think they turned out more grayish because they yeah. could render it like that. Sure, then. sure. Uh, but I think I believe you're right. There's a scene in like a, the big scene is her like in this room with mirrors and they pull her into this nightmare world. Uh, it's pretty good um, would, would for like this, a PG-13 or Would this work as time. like maybe a double feature? Um, yeah, I think so. You know what's actually interesting is did, did either of you see Insidious 3? Not yet. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. No. Uh, if you guys see it, I, I want to come back and okay, talk. Okay, uh, and talk okay, okay. You've seen the first two, though, right? Of course. Yeah. I've seen the first okay, one. Okay, because this one is the most, I think, interesting. Really? Really. Yeah. Huh. I've, I've heard good word of mouth about it. It's it's 
I think it's my favorite of the series. Okay. R- part three being the favorite. Part three. Well, well uh, so, no, no, three, three. So the writer is the director this time for mm-hmm. the first two. And uh, it just fix it fixes a lot of things I had issues with. The first one I love until the act last act. Well, I think that's the biggest, yeah. This one is on. a new story, new everything in the same world. And they just, it's a prequel. Quirk. And it's really interesting. It deals with nightmares as well. And it changes stuff and so i'd like to if you guys see it i'd right. be happy to come back and talk about in course, three course hmm. correction I was, on that I, it was it surprised me and i walked away wanting to talk about it a lot but it's like hey have you seen in series three no oh, okay great okay, well, fine. okay i'll just never talk to you about this. <laughs> next I, I just think a lot of especially movies like that that are part three and even though they get good word of mouth i think one thing bad about netflix nowadays is like Oh, wait till it's on Netflix, you know, or like yeah. wait till it's on video. And then like it, a lot of movies lose something when you're not in the theater. If you don't have that shared experience, yeah. you do miss out on that, especially with a good scary movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and this know? movie is, is pretty much just about a shared experience. Like mm-hmm. all these people yeah. are just sharing it's, their terrors with you. Yeah. And that's it's just a movie that I could, it would be safer to watch it with a group I think. <laughs> uh, safety in numbers i couldn't imagine what i didn't watch it alone i couldn't imagine watching that this alone alone would be pretty freaky at actually. night alone yes. just like in a yes. dark house like Man. i'd be shutting it off like, <laughs> pretty quickly well you sounds like you did actually so i, I mean, mean it, yeah. it did take me two nights and it was i mean i i had to power through it i mean it was something I, it was just horrifying yeah. like the the idea of and it's just it's it's just like the basis of what i'm most afraid of which is not knowing what's there or not having be able to put something to it which is like to me all the best scary movies like yeah the best you know the most terrifying parts of some like halloween mm-hmm. is the, the shape unknown. away mm-hmm. yeah. not the oh. shape stabbing nope. but the shape watching watching oh I can't stop bum, it. Bum. I have a big bay window in my living room, and my biggest fear is to just be walking by it sometime and seeing a Michael Myers figure just staring at me from across the way, not doing anything, just like, staring at I me. I shouldn't have put the white sheets out today. Right? He's, yeah, he's right just by- blowing this. But yet, yet you have like a gray in that bay window. <laughs> we have a gray looking at us right now in our basement. Yeah, window. you do. It's yeah, frightening. But who? says that those are bad guys no well, you, well. not necessarily but at the same time like you know you're, if you don't look like the first time i was in here mm-hmm. and i went over and i'm looking at that out the window i'm like fuck there's something looking at <laughs> didn't even realize it was like a fucking decal and i'm like god damn it or did you uh did you watch the movie uh i'm sure i know you both did house oh yes ding dong which, you're dead. So, which as one? a kid when i was having the night terrors i watched that movie and that the movie, japanese one or the no, no no the one with um greatest Sean american Cunningham. heroes oh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that movie horrified me. Did it? Just because it was just being stuck in this house and it all happened up pretty much all at night. Yeah. And it was just these things that were coming. You couldn't stop them. And at the time, like it, I mean, now it's more like a little sillier now, but it's still pretty creepy. It's actually, no, it's a good film. I haven't rewatched that in a while, but I remember. (laughs) Fuck you, Ben. It was such a a good movie. It was a bull from Night Court, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one. God damn. (laughs) What was that movie <laughs> where like there was creatures in the dark and they could only live in the dark and they could come out only in shadows and shit? Um, uh, it wasn't it wasn't great, was... but it was good. Um, uh, I remember there was one. Don't be the... afraid of the dark with yeah. oh, Gilbert yeah. Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, it was like he presented. It wasn't. It, well, his... that one was based on an old seventies uh, TV movie, if I yeah. remember yeah. right. Yeah, and that was a that... big like 
graphic novel artist who directed it. I can't remember who that really? was. Really? Yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't phenomenally good, but it was like, I'm like this it wasn't was scary, but it was like an action horror film. Yeah. Yeah, um, I kind of expect that from Guillermo. Guillermo yeah, Mr. What's Del Toro, yeah. <laughs> that asshole. That asshole. <laughs> if you're listening, sorry, sir. Yeah, that's right. I don't know, but this you know, is he'd, one. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I am that asshole. Thank you. <laughs> well, but, he, actually, he plays a lot with uh, with kind of nightmares and sleep because Mimic is definitely like it's Mothman prophecies. Mimic is wonderful. Um, is it, there's a director's cut of this that I've never seen. Apparently, it came to my knowledge very recently. Of mimic or of mimic, yeah. Really, I never knew this existed until very recently. I need to see, and I out. don't know if it's on Blu-ray. Probably not. I'm sure it's on like VHS. Sure. The great thing about mimic because it came out in the mid '90s, and before then everything was like kid-friendly and it stuff. It was more scream-esque. But this one, they killed the kids. Oh, yes. Like, right oh, yeah. off the bat. And I remember looking at my brother, and my brother says, they never kill kids. And I'm like, this fucking movie does. He has a so, Stephen King mentality where yeah. even a kid can die in a yeah. film. That new one he's got with Crimson Peak Crimson with all Peak. the shadowy oh, things coming out. That looks intense. It, I think that is his indirect version of uh, his At the Mountains of Madness. Which he, I mean, it he looks still like wants to make. It looks and like he's yeah. pulled a lot of those Lovecraft Ghosts mm-hmm. and if anyone demons. could pull that off too, it would be him. I oh, think. Man. So I, he had Cthulhu in part two of Hellboy yes. in a roundabout way. He's, well, he's he loves monsters. Yeah. Those oh, yeah. are the oh, ones yeah. he identifies with, and he just makes a great monster movie that way. Yeah. Uh, the Relic was another one that came out like the late nineties. That was uh, so interesting. confusing. That came out uh, around, like around the same the, time as yeah. Mimic, and mm-hmm. it was very confusing for me. It was the, the Relic, Species, Mimic, Spe- and Mothman Prophecies. Those were all oh, within, like the same. 12, Is that the one with uh, Costner? Mothman no, was uh, no, Richard that was Richard Gere. Gere. That's right. That was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah, it was a good but movie. But it felt like an episode of Law and Order. Dun dun. Like it, or not Law and Order. As long as it was... wasn't SVU, you know. <laughs> Show me on the doll what the Mothman touched you. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are confusing. Are, are we getting off topic? Should we? I mean, is this our? We could do a second podcast about monster movies, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> well, I will just say. Um, this is the nightmare. You definitely want to see it again. Not necessarily by yourself. If you want to challenge yourself, see it by yourself. But this is one that really works in a group experience. Please see it in the theater. Support this. Because if we can give, you know, a good theatrical showing, you know, Rodney's going to be able to direct more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, again, maybe we get the follow-up on the DVD. I don't know. But hopefully we get more of the same. Because hopefully he takes this to the series. Yeah, that, that dude is just, he needs to make a, a series on like HBO or Showtime or something. That's just oh, like, yeah. give him his Ken Burns kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. Nightmare mm-hmm. awesome. He loves horror very different. And he has yeah. such a good style, he too. And he does. His style is just. Oh, my gosh. And it, I couldn't imagine these are huge budgeted films, but he just knows how to do it. He's just mm-hmm. a, a feature. He's a, I mean, he's a feature filmmaker. Right. That yeah. just wants to make these true life stories without making it you know, narrative version of it. He's doing it on his own terms, which I like. Oh man. And I just think I would be all in if someone like Netflix or somebody went in with series with him, even a producer or something. Just That'd be rad. Like a, like, like, more, like a Morgan Sporlock oh, type thing. Sure. Can you imagine like, that'd be great. This dude knows the stories, knows what terrifies you, knows what's like, I mean, room 237 was just like made my mind melt sometimes. So I was watching, I was like, these people are just they <laughs> Crazy, but he didn't. He, <laughs> but just like it was so well made, though, it was like it was believable but then, crazy. But then you sure. like halfway through, I'm like, fuck, that guy is right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, this guy is on to something. And then it's 
I think he's got this thing for kind of conspiracy things and 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 obviously a love for horror. Oh, he and that's uh, who was it? They just recently announced that they're going to be do, uh, streaming. Uh, it's like going to be a uh, streaming. It's horror AMC. Service. Yeah. AMC. Yeah, I signed up for Beta today. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Maybe he could actually. Maybe they could. Something. You know, yeah. Some original AMC programming theaters? for that. No, uh, no AMC the, uh, TV? Uh, the movie yeah. channel. Yeah. What, so what are they doing? It's like it's just a streaming service. Wait, hang on. This is the news segment, right? <laughs> it's a streaming service, but it's all horror. Huh? Kind of well, like you know, kind of like Screenbox. And maybe if they try to go, you know, the 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 Netflix way or whatever, maybe you know he would be able to do something original like that. So that'd be great. You know, one way or the other, though, we definitely need to support this guy. But um, yep. we'll talk many more things here uh, as we go along. But um, Adam, thank you for stopping by on this one, man. Thank you guys. And I would also like to say thank you for allowing us to uh, do our live podcast in the theater, man. Absolutely, that was a lot of fun. That was, a lot that was of fun. awesome, dude. Um, so we will definitely have you on uh, some future episodes here. But um, as always, man. When we see Insidious. Yes, Insidious when 3. we come back to talk about Insidious 3 <laughs> on What's New segment. Uh, but my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And we're live, bitches! My name is Greg D. And I'm Genius McGee. And we are indeed live from Tapcade here in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, how are y'all? Nice. Good crowd, Genius, man. Genius, how are you? Fantastic, man. Finding Daniel like sour candy. Dude, he is a poet, and you know, you, you know it, so it's cool. Right. No, this is actually going to be the first in the series we're doing for the uh, Boom Howdy Podcast Network, in which we're trying to enhance, to give you guys, the listeners, the viewing audience at home, a more intense experience here in the theater. Because we give good oral, but we want to make sure that you guys get a part of it, too. Oral we, as in like oral. We give the oral some right, oral here. There it's we it's go. good stuff. No, this is actually going to be the first in the series we're going to do this summer where, like I said, we're going to try to give you the William Castle experience, if we will. We're going to go beyond the eighth dimension, okay? We are going to go into your ear holes and give you an experience that you're going to be telling your friends all about. It's fantastic. Can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Right. All part of the Boom Howdy Network. Boom howdy. Boom howdy, absolutely. This is going to be something we're going to do all summer long, you guys. So hopefully tell your friends, tell your, well, I guess we're all we're nerds all here. So we, here, we're, yeah, we're so. all the friends we have here, unfortunately. Tell your Dungeons and Dragons group. Tell your uh, LAN party, your Warcraft guild, whatever you want to tell them. But I can already, can you, Genius, can you see it? Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, well, actually, no, it kind of looks scary, unfortunately, because they're oh, looking at us black. like... It's all like dark and like craziness. It's like sleep paralysis. It's this. Well, actually, I think it's more like, Jesus Christ, are we actually going to have to listen to these two freaking guys just <laughs> y- bark all day long here? <laughs> or worse, everybody's like looking at us down like, Caesar says no, and we're going to have to fight to the death or We're something. Lions and the... <laughs> Bring forth the Christians! Yeah. We just screened a fairly terrifying movie. Yeah, for a documentary, that was pretty damn creepy. Well, I mean, this was... So we just screened The Nightmare by Rodney Asher. And if you know the name, he actually did a documentary called Room 237. Which we said better would be if it was Room 227. <laughs> it's all about the shining. Like, well, what's in that room? Mary. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which I highly recommend to go check out because it definitely does its due diligence in terms of breaking down the Kubrick film, The Shining. But in this case, we're actually examining the phenomenon of sleep paralysis mm-hmm. and night terrors. And I don't know, from, my, from experience, I've experienced sleep paralysis, yeah. but nothing to this degree that no. we witness here yeah. on the screen. See, I don't dream very much anymore. I don't know if it's because like there's nothing but like candy coating, bong resin, and like other random substances floating in my head. But like I guess my dream synapses just don't fire anymore. It's better living through science, man. There's no right. problems with that. <laughs> but I'm curious because, I, like I said, I've experienced sleep paralysis before. And when they're given the description of just the pure terror... That actually very really resonated with me to the fact mm-hmm. that I'm surprised I'm actually somewhat coherent right now <laughs> because that is some truly terrifying stuff. In fact, I heard a few people in the audience like just just going, "Oh shit, no!" Yeah, oh hell like, no! Because <laughs> there's some elements in this film that is purely visceral that makes you realize, yo, know, this and this is this is one of those universal things that right. we all share beyond just being like 90% water. We all have terrors. Mm-hmm. We all have nightmares. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of curious. You say you don't necessarily have nightmares anymore uh-uh. but if you did what do you think they'd be like uh sitting in front of a whole bunch of people looking at me judging me while i'm talking and uh oh genius hey, genius. hey, hey it's not a nightmare man <laughs> okay okay yeah, okay nothing is scarier than actual reality but i will i don't know this is obviously a uh this is a this is a, not a video podcast but by a round of applause how many of you have actually experienced any kind of sleep paralysis or night terrors Wow. Wow. Okay, I don't know. I, hopefully the mics are picking up. That's a good majority what, of this do you think audience. About 70%? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious then. I'm going to start us off. Just what we're going to do is we're going to have you guys come down here individually. We're gonna, you're going to share your stories with us, okay? We want you to share your nightmares. And by audience reaction, the top two are going to receive a prize prizes from our friends at RottenRentals.com. So yeah, yeah no, it's right good there, stuff. it's yeah, some really good, good stuff. stuff. So okay, so I have actually suffered sleep paralysis before, and mm-hmm. when they're given the depiction of the fact that you can't move, but you're conscious of the fact that you can't move and yeah. you're trying, it's terrifying. In fact, you make <sighs> sounds like that, which can some like probably Lamaze? yeah yeah. <laughs> It's, it might sound a little bit more erotic than it is, but it's frightening because I did not see the figure in black, unfortunately. I was raised on horror films, and so there was one of the characters in the documentary that said his parents were very liberal and let him watch all the scary shit at home. Right. I had the same parents, and so when I experience my night terrors, when I'm laying there cannot and I can't move, it's not the figures in black. It's Michael fucking Myers that is standing and watching me boom, at the end. Boom, boom. It's the what? Only if you can fight back. But in this case, I can't fight back. And he is staring at me from the end of the hallway. And it's because he's not moving towards me. He's just looking at me. And that is frightening as all get out. So that is setting... I told you, want a balloon? Nothing (laughs) floats down there, my friend. Okay, that is just downright mean and unusual. One of the the frequent nightmares I had, though, when I was younger, uh, before it all went to hell, (laughs) was... um, is, remember in that scene in Nightmare on Elm Street when Nancy's running up the stairs and it just turns into oatmeal and her feet can't go? And you can no longer move? Yeah, I had that dream. And whenever the next day I had that dream, I would make sure that I would walk on the other side of the carpet. So and if I'm not mistaken, up. if you're in a downtown area, you will not walk on an open no, grate? I will not walk on an open grate. I will go around it and I will like move away or cross the street where there's not open and I always look for bats. 
Absolutely. If there's anything that horror movies have taught us is don't walk in an open grate and only your fear can actually feed the nightmares, which I thought was very interesting because this is something you see in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, They even mentioned like it it went around like an STD and that if you uh, saw that recent film, It Follows, it definitely follows along that track. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Yeah, there's a number of uh, themes that this the whole thing is pulling from. So I would like now to bring down our individual audience members here to join us in our conversation and let's talk and let's get freaky when it comes to your worst <laughs> nightmares. Let's see who has Who's mommy and daddy issues, you know. So who would like to come down first? All right, All right. we've got a guy coming down. Uh, this, yeah, this is where it gets good because, you know, we like to surround ourselves with more talented people. Come on down. Have a seat. What's up, guys? What's How going we doing? on? So please, talk into the microphone. Tell us your name, good sir. Adonis Ray. And uh, I know these guys from around the way. Uh, keep talking. Keep talking. I like to say that that shit was like the scariest shit I've seen in a while. Yeah. Like just motherfuckers. Around what got you? The, what scared you the most in that movie? Because I heard you go hell no in the. Uh, okay. Yo, 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 yo. For real. All right. Check this out. The part. This is why I got up and left. I don't know if you guys yeah, see me. Yeah, I saw. This shit fucked me up because the dude was telling his story, right? Uh-huh. And then he was like. Yeah, and this shit happened, and it was crazy, right? And then it was like silence, and he's just looking, and then he goes. Oh, and he turned around and freaked <laughs> like, out. Yo, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like the unknown and shit. Like he feels it. Yeah, like creeping up on him, yeah. You know, and I think what's crazy about all that shit is that, you know, we try to like put labels and shit on it to like chain that shit down so we can mm-hmm. have a little bit of control over it but the real is like the reality of it is like no that shit controls you it's pure yeah. primal terror man <laughs> yeah. this mm-hmm. is the essence of fear yeah and that's what fucks me up is like when people like don't for me when people don't see like have that realization of it like yo there's shit out there so, so like, did this <laughs> so did this hit home did this movie hit home yeah, yeah. Shit hit home. this was like the thing the before this the last thing that like really scared me was like the ring when like the bitch was like getting out of the tv and shit <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like that was like the last real thing that scared right. me but so uh, if we were gonna yeah. if we we're gonna play like mother and father therapist here right. and get you on the couch adonis tell us what is your most primal fear what is the nightmare that keeps you awake at night I'll tell you guys this one, this one. There's two particular dreams that I that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you this first one. Um, when I moved down here from the East Coast, I used to stay up uh, off of Independence Avenue, uh, off of Brighton, like right off Sixth and Brighton. Representing, um, rep- representing. <laughs> um, and I used to stay in this big. Uh, it was my my, my parents uh, were divorced for a while. My dad just bought this humongous house, like right on the corner. Um, and we stayed in kind of, you know, this little sketchy neighborhood. Anyway, so I, I could walk you guys through this dream down by this house, okay? So, Six and Brighton, right off of Van Brunt, one-way street. Uh, I, I fall asleep in my room, and all of a sudden, like, I wake up in this dream, like, out on the street. Like, at the beginning of, like, Van Brunt, and I'm walking down towards Brighton, like, to my house on the corner and shit. And as I'm walking down the middle of the street... Like, you know, houses on the block. Right. In each pe- in each person's front yard, there's, like, piles and piles of, like, dead bodies and shit. And on the dead bodies, there's, like, these spotlights. Like, bong, 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 like, right yeah. down the road. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Like, <laughs> right. 
Shit, that's why, you know, so I'm walking really slow. Fuck ADT, like, I wouldn't break into that <laughs> word, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm walking down, and as I'm getting closer to the to my house, which is on the corner, yeah. uh, I, I hear my dad call my name, and for whatever reason, I look up towards the moon, and the moon is out. And, like, you look up in the sky, and you see the moon, and then all of a sudden, the moon starts to rotate really slow, right? Yeah. And it's rotating, and it's... And then it starts getting faster. You see the room. And then it burst like into a thousand pieces, like millions of pieces all across the sky. And this like bird thing like spreads its wings all across the sky. And I'm like, yo. So the bird thing came through the moon or the moon pieces turned into? Like it hatched. Like the moon was an egg in this fucking like griffin thing. And it was like long wings. And in the middle, it wasn't like a... It was like a man, but like long, ridiculous like wings that stretched across the sky. But each fragment of the moon was like a star in the sky, right? And then all of a sudden, those fragments start to pull towards this creature in the sky, and I start to float up towards the creature, right? And the creature like turns around, and it starts to like kind of like dart, like whoosh, like you, you know you feel its wings. Mm-hmm. Whoosh, whoosh. And as we're getting closer to the screen, uh, am I too close to the mic? No, you're good. You're good. Right. More into the mic. More oh. into the mic. Oh. Say it with feeling, my yeah. friend. What's fucked up. So as we're getting closer, these fragments are also getting closer to this bird man thingy, you mm-hmm. know? And as I guess I see it, it's different human beings and shit, like across the world. And they're coming close and we're all like grabbing a piece of like this bird's feathers or whatever. <laughs> Birds of like, a feather? Yeah, fly together. <laughs> so we're holding on this, this thing, right? Uh-huh. And we start to fly. I see, like, oh, my house, you know, like on some Peter Pan, Never Never Land shit. Right. Like, my house is getting small. <laughs> we're coming, we're going into the sky, we're going to outer space. The world is getting small. We're now in the cosmos, and we get to this piece where, like, like the, the edge of the universe. And, like, I start to see those colors, like they describe, and my body gets tingly. And then, like, I wake up, and I'm on my front porch. And my dad is like waking me up and he's like cussing at me like what the fuck are you doing like uh-huh. apparently like i was like screaming and shit whoa and i was sleepwalking and like i ended up outside and my dad's like i told my dad the dream and that's not too bad up. man that's actually <laughs> yeah. when you when you end up in a different location yeah. that's messed up yeah, yeah it was really fucked up that's um, pretty that's pretty good that's pretty yeah. good yeah. i don't that's know okay crazy. so adonis with the <laughs> Good Bird. God, that had like elements of everything. Actually. I feel like Ghost Dog. Holy shit, it's the Birdman. All right, that's pretty That's pretty good. Is, that's pretty fucked up. Excellent. Okay, that's All good. Right. Perfect. Thank you, Adonis. Thank you. Right guys. on. Right. Round of applause. All right, hey, who, who is our our next victim to who come wants on down? To regale us with tales of terror. I know we've got a few of you out there. Come on now, tales. Oh, here we go. We okay, got one. we've got another one. We've got another one. Come on down. Talk into the mic. Talk loud. Into the mic. First of all, I guess I feel like I'm on early Conan show days. You know, <laughs> oh, in the year 2000, <laughs> I had a nightmare one night. No, but for real, let me tell you something about like daytime naps because those were the times when I had the most night terrors. I well, day terrors. You want to call it or whatever. You know, you get off work, you lay on the couch. That's good leisure time, man. Right. That's yeah, good. You're right. watching. Power Rangers in the mid-90s and shit, you know, fucking Pokemon and whatever it is, you know. You get Lord Zed was creepy as yeah, shit. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah Zed was. was like the shadow silhouette on these shows <laughs> yeah. here, bro. Let me tell you what. But no, you lay on the couch, you pass out, you take a little bit of nap. Uh-huh. And then you, you're sleeping, but you start to wake up. 
you know, and you can, you can sense everything going on around you, and then you can feel a presence going, <sighs> and you feel like you're sucking more and more into the couch, but you can see everything going on, but you can't fucking move. Oh, no, you're conscious of everything kind of around, everything you. around you, right? hypersensitive yeah, yeah. almost. That is the most recurrent thing that I have right there. It's like you're, you're trying to wake up, you're like, yeah. But so you just can't do it. That you know? that sucking sound you hear, do you think it's maybe like your breath leaving your body <laughs> and, or something? What if it is an out-of-body experience? You right. know what I'm saying? Or, or what if it's it's just like, hey, or maybe it's just because I didn't masturbate before right. I took my nap. Like some of these people. The nocturnal emissions <laughs> yes. are haunting you? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. a rough thing. Actually, think about um, the fact that they talked about the fact that they, you've, the cats would appear on you. Yeah. You all, you all remember Stephen King's cat's eye? Yes, exactly. The little fucking creepy cat taking that the breath. Taking the, the, breath troll, the troll. The troll. The troll was the one. Yes, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a messed up callback it, to that. It is. But let me tell you about the creepiest dream or dream experience that I've ever had in my life. Not creepy as much as it was like... It felt good at the same time, but it was, was pretty creepy at the same time. So my grandma passed away when I was 13 years old. My mom was a mess from it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was a tragic, tragic experience. And time went by, you know, at 13, I had my own phone line in my bedroom and stuff, and I was dating a girl kind of regularly for a 13-year-old. Calling those party yeah, lines and shit. Know, yeah, yeah. Well, not party lines, whatever, you know. Dial one yeah. for hot booty. So, <laughs> you know, you stay up late on the phone all the time, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You hang up first. No, you exactly. hang up first. Exactly. Well, you know, yeah. Missing my grandma was a big thing, you know. I loved her death. She was like a mother right. to me, you know. So one night after a late night phone session, I fell asleep, and in my dream, I woke up to my phone ringing, you know. And I, I remember answering the phone in my dream, except it was my grandmother saying, "Don't worry, everything's fine." You know, I'm like, "But what about mom? She's like a mess right now. She's like, she'll be fine. She'll get through this." Blah 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 blah. And it was my, it was my grandma like calling me from heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember like hanging up the phone. But waking up to my actual phone line ringing in my bedroom, that answered the phone and nobody was there, nobody at all. Huh. Two seconds later, my phone rings again. Keep going. Two, two, two seconds later, my phone rings again, and it was the girl that I was dating at the time. Six o'clock in the morning, calling me, asking me if I had just called her, huh. and she goes. I go, no, I didn't call you, but did you just call me? Because somebody just called me and hung up on me, or, or just there was nothing there. It was dead silence. And hmm. she goes, no, somebody just did that to me at the same time. And oddly, it was just that weird after that happened after waking up to getting a phone call from my grandmother saying, hey, everything's going to be right. fine. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Weird synchronicity, man. Yeah. That's that is messed weird. up. Yes. That's pretty messed up, actually. That, that was like paranormal shit right there. That, was right. <laughs> that could have that had its own movie. I, I should have star 69 or ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's actually pretty darn good. All right, pretty Gary. Scary Gary. Scary Gary. Represent Slaughter. Represent Slaughter. By the way, props to Nerds of Nostalgia for like doing the Boom Howdy series. Congratulations, oh, guys. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. We got another one in the back. Another one in the back. Oh, good Lord. This one is very familiar. Well, the mic, you're just going to have to talk loud into it. (laughs) And then there's Bob. This is the issues of doing a live podcast, y'all. It's warts and all here. So we actually, oh, we have a female member in the audience. How about that? (laughs) Caller, where are you from? Yeah, first time, long time listener, first time caller. Talk directly into the mic. And loudly. And loudly. Thank you. Here we go. Um, Actually, this whole documentary really triggered me, and I have to share this because I just like to talk a lot and... I already talked Into the mic. Into the mic. Yeah. I already talked through most of the movie, so I figure I might share everything with you guys so you're not missing out on how awesome I think. Um, 
I had a reoccurring dream most of my childhood, and it probably didn't end until third grade. It was predominantly in my grandmother's house, um, in which I'd have this dream. And if, I don't know if actually I was actually in my grandmother's house, or if the dream just took place in that setting. I'd wake up from the bedroom. Um, usually I had Teddy Rockspin. Yeah, no? Oh, right. yeah. 82, the, fuck you. All the right. satanic yeah, tape right. player. <laughs> I had Teddy Rockspin sheets. I'd get out of bed, um, depending on, I guess, the dream, I'd either get out of bed and fly and or float and or swim in a pool of water that was maybe five feet tall, which is only slightly taller than I am, um, fly down the stairs, down the hallway, down the stairs, into the garage door. Um, the garage door would open and the garage would grow and it'd be this like really long kind of garage like area. in time bandits where the hallway just goes back right. just continually expands right. it gets bigger yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's a grower not a shower All right. that's right uh and at the end of the garage there'd be this glowing light mm -hmm. and i'd walk towards the light right that's what they say to do Caroline. every book i've ever read says right. go towards the light i go towards the light and um there's kirk cameron Right? And he's That's a nightmare right there. We may have a winner right over <laughs> right. here, y'all. Have you heard the good news? <laughs> <laughs> and there's Kirk Cameron, and he's looking into this glowing hole that maybe is like four feet by four feet. That's foreshadowing. Glowing right hole or glory hole? What was that? I missed glowing. that. Glowing. Glowing hole. Oh, okay, okay. Because that could have gone a different way. Nowadays, it's glory hole. Yeah. But <laughs> it's glowing. It's in the ground, okay? And it's glowing. And it has this kind of, like, warm <clears throat> red ambiance. It's, it feels warm and it feels nice, but it's red and it also feels like devil. Right. Terrifying, right? Uh -huh. And um, he's looking down into this hole. And he looks at me. And he's like, uh, hey, what are you doing? Like, uh, I just floated and or swam and or flew down here. What's up? And uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to hell. You want to go? I'm like, uh, you know, and every time I'm like, I don't, I maybe like it's, it's kind of enticing every it's time. It's the deal with the devil. Absolutely. Right. Every time I'm like, ah, I'm kind of on the fence about it. And so usually he goes down and DJ Tanner also goes down. So full, DJ Tanner and yeah, Kirk Cameron house, are there. Right, full house. They, well, yeah. Christ yeah. Almighty, this should be the Fuller House uh, reboot that they're doing I on know. Netflix right now. Everywhere so you look, right. hell is all around. <laughs> right. uh, I never did go down the hole. Well, yeah. I always kind of wanted to, but I didn't. <laughs> One pill makes you smaller. One <laughs> pill makes you smarter. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's pretty good. Let's hear all it for right. Amy, you guys. We got time for another one? We have time for one more. One more brave soul out there, please. Oh, we've got another female. Excellent. We're getting good representation, y'all. Please talk directly and loudly into the microphone. Well, I don't have a reoccurring uh, nightmare dream, but I've had the uh, paralysis before. Louder. I've had the paralysis before. The paralysis? Yes. Mm. So how spot on was this movie? Um, well, I haven't seen anything. I haven't, I've never seen anything, and if I've ever felt anything, I don't look. That's the one thing I've learned from horror films. I've watched it since I was little. You don't look. Right. That's I actually, don't want to see it. Uh -huh. I think that would make it more terrifying. That me. makes it real. Yeah, it makes it real. I could always justify it away. Um, but I've never been afraid of them just because my grandmother gets them. And she's always told me that they're spirits. And so I've marked it away as ghost. And mm -hmm. she's always taught me that... Be afraid of the living, not the dead. Wow, that's 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 deep. So, yeah, I know. Good lord, man. What kind, what do you think? This is an intellectual podcast. Please <laughs> come on now. Well, I mean, she just said that the death can't 
dead people can't hurt you. So That's are you an acceptance of the paralysis or are you like, man, this is fucked up. Here um, we go the again. The only thing I've ever been afraid of is that one time um, I kept trying to scream and nothing would come out. And that, had, that and that was hard because yeah. I, usually I can wake myself up if I'm scared. I couldn't scream. I couldn't do anything. Mm. And I was, was trying so hard to say my husband's name and I could not. Yes. There is nothing worse than trying. You feel yourself. You can actually almost feel your mouth yes. trying yes. to shape out the words, but it doesn't it work. Won't. Your body betrays you and that is frightening. Yes. There's nothing worse than that. So, and my fear is that like I might go into a coma and like not wake up. That's uh, that's my fear. Uh, so that. that's a hardcore living fear of that yeah. that yeah. my body's doing something and it's not functioning correctly wow. so so you're not no so much fearing the supernatural that it is just inevitable the inevitability of death that's frightening yeah. excellent okay thank okay. you angie okay so if i could let's hear it for angie if we could please have our participants come back down yeah you have to of course come on now this is interactive i told you you're getting your exercise y'all by audience reaction. First up we have Scary Gary. Scary Gary. <laughs> All right. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Next we have the Adoring Adonis. Goodness. We have here the awesome Amy. <laughs> the full hell house. <laughs> full, full hell house, yeah. And then lastly, we have the awe-inspiring Angie. That's a close one. Who is, who, okay, so who is our top two there? Well, we know Adonis is one. We know Adonis is in the top so Adonis, okay. come on up. Come on up. All right, so let's start. No, no, we're not doing another story, but dance. <laughs> we are going to do another round of applause. So again, let's hear it for Gary. Let's hear it for Amy. And let's hear it for Angie. Angie. Uh-oh. Okay, you guys, the audience has spoken. Gary, Amy, thank you for playing. You guys are lovely and awesome. We'll hope to see you back again soon. But Adonis and Angie, congratulations. You guys are winners of our Rotten Reynolds pack. Um, they are going to be VHS replicas of, Tim, what was it, A Nightmare on Elm Street? And Critters, oh, yes. Oh, nice, 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 nice. And again, I would like to thank every single one of you guys for coming out. Again, we're going to do this all summer. As always, my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you all in your dreams.